I got news for you. You or your children do not have ADD or ADHD. Call it whatever you want. It's an excuse. It's easy to try to explain away the fact that you cannot focus, you have an inability to focus, you have an inability to control, and you have failed to take the time to learn how. You have failed to teach your kids how. So today we're going to go over some simple steps, some things we can do, some things that don't require drugs, they don't require money. It's simply time and effort to get after the monkey mind that is preventing you from your real strength, taking control of your most important asset, that of your mind. This show is for the few, not the many. For those looking for a tribe of fellow warriors who embody strength, honor, and respect who believe in faith, family, and freedom, who see the threat ahead and refuse to sit idle any longer. This show is a giant middle finger to the elite, the entitled, the victim, and the woke. This is the Becoming a Dangerous Man podcast, and I'm your host, Phil Anderton, a 20-year military veteran, husband, father, and a man on his own path to becoming dangerous. All right, so what do I have against ADD and ADHD? Believe in that. Believe in that diagnosis, right? I think for starters, I would just say people have been around for thousands and thousands of years and modern medicine has brought with it conveniently many, many excuses to poor performance, many excuses to lack of results, right? Whether we blame uh, skin colors, genders, or modern-day medical diagnoses that conveniently require um, pharmaceutical drugs that are covered by insurance companies that all funnel money to politicians. But I don't want to get on. I don't want to take it that way, right? What I would say with my problem with ADD, ADHD, and much of the supplement, health food, much of the industry is the bare bone basics of, and let's just talk about kids, right? Because adults are much older. This is more of a problem that I see with youth, with kids, right? Making excuses uh, to drug kids. And the problem I see is the same foundation that I talked about many episodes ago, the basic foundations of health, which are, are you sleeping seven to nine hours a night, right? what kind of caffeine consumption, what kind of sugar consumption, right? What kind of, are you on a, is your kid on an all carbohydrate, all sugar diet? Are they getting hours upon hours of screen time, right? Are they hydrated? Are they drinking enough water, right? And their nutrition, right? Is there protein and fat consumption in their diet? Are they exercising, right? There's all these questions I have that I know for a fact, because I follow many doctors, I've read a lot of books on it, those questions are not asked. Most doctors outside of holistic or very special, if you get lucky, they're not asking you. They're not asking the parent, are they sleeping enough? What are they eating? What is their diet? What is their screen time? What is their morning routine, evening routine, right? Are they exercising their mind? Are they exercising physically? There's all these things that need to be asked. And, you know, even then, doing blood work to see is there special circumstances with diet restrict with diet restrictions or diet limitations that need to be put in place are there other things that can be tried or attempted prior to 
hitting the easy button, right? So I, I do have a problem with ADD and ADHD diagnoses. I have a problem with anybody in the pharmaceutical industry when you're pushing medicine first prior to sleep, health, diet, fitness, nutrition, stress management, right? That's a big one. And, and, and last but not least, right, I heard a great podcast and it said, my kid can't play the piano. Is there a drug for that? Should I, should I look to diagnose my child or should I teach my child how to play the piano? right? You, you, when your kid first starts playing sports, they suck at it for years. They suck at it. Why? Because they have to work harder and harder. They have to practice. They have to train. They have to be taught. They have to learn the skill of the sport, the skill of the musical instrument, uh, to learn a new language. It requires work and effort. So why is it parents aren't putting in the work and effort to teach focus, to teach how to control emotion, how to properly channel emotion, how to properly use energy. Why aren't kids being taught how to control this stuff prior to a simple drug being prescribed and problem solved, right? Now you have another sheep uh, you're contributing to society. Because let's face it, if you drug a child, they will not fully develop, they will not properly develop. So yes, I have a problem with anyone who prescribes a drug. Now, are there the one percenters that without the drug, their kid would be, you know, in a mental institution or, or on the path to jail or on the path to dropping out of school? Because it's just, yes, there are always outliers. But on, on this show and on every show that should that you should be trying to take something from, you have to apply the general rule, right? Generally speaking, we have to agree, most parents don't do everything I just said prior to getting a drug diagnosis. And most doctors don't ask about diet, nutrition, exercise, mental and physical stimulation, stress control, sleep habits, morning and evening routine. So yes, there's my big ass caveat. I have a problem with ADD, ADHD diagnosis. I am against it. I am not for it outside of the few percenters of kids who greatly benefits them, the vast majority is a detriment to their growth, their learning, and their future. Okay. And all you're doing is feeding a pharmaceutical industry. So there you go. I have a problem with ADHD, but that is not the whole show. If you are here, we are talking about the opposite of that, right? We're talking about as adults to be the example, right? You listening to the show, what do I want you to take away from that? Well, first of all, I hope you'd reconsider when you do have kids or if you have kids, I hope you'll reconsider and at least look from the vantage point I'm asking you to look at it from. Are they sleeping seven to nine hours? Are they mentally and physically exhausted, right? Are they, are we working them out? Is their school challenging them? Have we taught them how to focus, right? So that kind of leads me to today's episode, right? A quote from Marcus Aurelius that I really like, and it kind of jumped out at me today. The nearer a man comes to a calm mind, the closer he is to strength. I want you to think about that, right? So so forget everything I just told you, right? Let's talk about how to focus. Let's talk about how to control our mind. Let's get to a calm mind. All right, so first thing on the list, right? First thing on the list, it comes without without question, your breath control, your ability to breathe, your ability to focus on your breath. And the reason you need to be able to focus on your breath is because you need to be able to sit in silence. You need to be able to sit with yourself, turn off all distractions, drown out all sound. You need to be able to 
Can you deal with yourself? Can you listen to yourself? Can, do you even want to be alone in a room with yourself? Okay, I say all that because some of us have skeletons, some of us have demons, some of us have nightmares that we live through. And a lot of, unfortunately for some, a lot of, a lot of people, they choose to stay distracted all day. They choose to have their face in a screen to constantly be consuming because the idea of sitting alone in a room with themselves, it scares them. They don't want to battle those demons. They, if, if that is you and you're one of those, um, you probably do need counseling. Like if, if you honestly can't fathom having to face yourself in your mind alone and that makes you afraid, I would say that's a good litmus test for you need counseling. You need somebody to talk to. You need somebody on your side to help you work through that stuff. I'm hoping most of you listening are not in that camp. I'm hoping most of you listening are just like me where it's very easy to get caught up on YouTube or LinkedIn or whatever your social media of choice is. And it's very easy with kids and all the, you know, whether it's sitting at practice, it's easier to go on YouTube than it is to try to study or read a book while kids are practicing cars around whatever. Um, it's very hard to find quiet time as a parent. So if you're like me, I imagine it's just much easier to be on your phone than it is to try to find a quiet place in the house, right? But but to that, I would counter you and say you have to, even if for just a few minutes. So I want to give you a couple tips that I do to find that time, right? So first and foremost, I, I do hit snooze on my alarm, whether it's 4.45, 5.15, depending on the day. Now with that, I'm, I'm always against the snooze button. However, what I do, my routine, I do hit the snooze and then I lay and I, and this is, I'm a, I'm a side to stomach sleeper. So if I lay on my back, I'm awake, right? So I will lay on my back and I don't check my phone. I'll hit the snooze for 10 minutes. And for that 10 minutes, I will just lay there and I will let whatever comes to my mind, come to my mind. I won't start meditating in bed. I'm not going to start chanting or humming. But I will lay there intentionally awake, intentionally, not on my phone, no distraction. Generally, I'll keep my eyes closed still, um, but being on my back and I am focused on my thoughts and whatever comes. Generally, it's going to be a couple things that I'm already thought about that I need to do from the night before. It's whatever's next. Um, but I will always try to just take some time. I'll try to take a few minutes, a few deep breaths, focus on the breathing. And, 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 I, and I do feel... That when I get out of bed, once I decide to get up and get the dogs up and get my morning going, my coffee, my reading, I have noticed I am more, I am calmer in the morning, especially with two puppies. If you know, uh, we rescue two German shepherds. They're about six months old now. They are full of energy. Uh, I, I generally take them out pretty quick in the morning. I'll take them on a little brisk walk. Um, it's, it gets a little cold now. Uh, so that's added a little stoic. Uh, you know, no jacket, shorts, uh, 32 degrees out. Uh, so that's a nice wake up. But I would say I am calmer with them when I get my daughter up and I start that more and I start her morning routine with breakfast and getting her ready for school. When just that few minutes in between the alarms and when I get up for the, when I finally get up, absolutely noticed a calmer, more kind of ready to go, Right. The counter to this would be don't get on your phone, don't check email, don't check social media statuses, don't check for likes, don't check for hearts or comments, don't do any of that, don't do anything on your phone. Outside of the morning routine, guys, the rest of my day is crazy. I'm a general contractor, I podcast, I write, I read, 
Um, I do everything I can to grow this show. I do everything I can to grow my business. Um, so the rest of my day is pretty chaotic. Uh, from time to time, the, the only thing I would throw there outside of a morning routine is understanding triggers, understanding road rage incidents, uh, incidents where you're, maybe you're about to get into a one-way conversation with somebody, you're about to turn your ears off and just start yelling. Um, anything like that, recognizing whether it's your pulse, whether it's a red face, red, you know, burning ears, um, whether it's reading the room and the body language in the room that clearly says things are about to go south. Um, absolutely the ability again, right? The ability to control your breathing, the ability to focus on your breath, the ability to kind of recenter yourself, to slow down, to capture that moment, realize what's about to happen, you know, put yourself in a position to take control, right? Like he says, the nearer a man comes to a calm mind, the closer he is to strength. Anytime we're about to get fired up, anytime we're about to get into a one-way conversation, odds are that's not strength, that's weakness. Odds are we're about to put our foot in the mouth or dig a hole a lot deeper, okay? This is about strength. This is about power. This is about control. And I'm talking about the good kind, right? Controlling yourself, your emotion, your reaction to right? Your ability to respond, all those things. And again, I started out kind of bashing on ADD, ADHD, because that's just an excuse created. That is a, so that is their solution, their solution that they make money off of their solution that they drug an entire generation of people to not explore other options, explore energies, explore ideas, right? Uh, I could go into another rant about the legalization of marijuana as a, as a slight libertarian. I thought, yeah, why not? You know, legalize marijuana to each their own until I then, you know, it's a sheep drug. It honestly is. Why wouldn't they want to legalize that? Now they can profit off it. But even if they don't make money off it, they say, wow, we, here, here's a drug that we can get a bunch of people to take. That'll slow them down. It will, oh, it, it may or may not prevent conflict. It will you know, it essentially dumbs down the people who take it. I mean, I don't see people smoking outside of rap, maybe creating. I don't see people smoking weed creating. Generally, the creating drugs are pretty bad ones, right? The uppers, if you will. Most people on downers don't solve the world's problems. Okay, so to me, marijuana is a sheep drug. People who take it are generally go with the flow. You know, I think of Shaggy and Scooby-Doo, right? They're not solving the world's problems. Not at any record pace anyways. Bottom line, guys, you don't need to become a yogi or a monk to benefit from taking control of your mind. You don't have to meditate for 60 minutes a day. You don't have to take a yoga class, although that would be great if you wanted to do that. But again, I always try to talk to the, I try to talk to me, right? I'm talking to myself here and I'm talking to guys that I've served with, gals that I've served with. I'm talking to people like me, real world people, busy people. You don't got to do it all, but man, learning to slow down and focus, to channel your energy. Guys, you decide what you want to focus on. You decide what you want to think about. You decide how you want to solve your problems. You can't do that if you're constantly consuming, face constantly in a screen, people negative, people constantly around you, gossiping, talking shit, talking about all the stuff that really doesn't matter, right? Can you take control of what goes on in your head? where you get to decide, where you have the real power and the real strength. And it starts with the breath. It starts with a little bit of silence, a, a little bit of listening to yourself, listening to your gut, listening to your intuition. Don't make excuses. Don't play the victim card. 
Stop blaming other people. You have the power. You have the control. You have the ability. You either need to channel it, work on it, get help working on it. And certainly if you have kids, please consider everything I talked about. Please consider teaching them and and what better way to teach than lead by example, right? With controlling your emotions, with practicing breath control in a moment you're about to get heated and teaching them and showing them, hey, I'm about to take a few deep breaths and I want to re-engage this conversation after, right? That's a powerful lead by example moment as opposed to just do what I say and then stand by for me to just lose my shit whenever I want, okay? And and frankly, if if you require drugs or alcohol yourself, then yeah, you're, you'd be a hypocrite to not let them take a drug for their problem with ADHD, right? I mean, if we want to go there, uh, if alcohol is what you're required to live, again, you got some problems, bud. You got some demons you need to battle. Alcohol should be something you drink once in a while for enjoyment, for social. I have an occasional drink, but it's not required. I don't need it. But I'll stop there, guys. You get what I'm saying, okay? Whether it's reading a book and focusing for 10 minutes to read a book and consume something positive, whether it's slowing down, whether it's just closing your eyes, whether it's taking a breath on the road in traffic, uh, whether it's taking a breath in a moment with your spouse or your child in, in a tough conversation, right? The point of today's show, the point of, you know, the, the, the way to get on the path to becoming dangerous, we need men in the fight. We need strong men in the fight. We need good men capable of danger in the fight. Like we started, guys, the nearer a man comes to a calm mind, the closer he is to strength. Becoming a dangerous man is about strength. It's about capability. It's about you and the value you add to your team and your tribe. You have the solution, gentlemen. It's in front of you. It's inside you. It's not a drug. It's not alcohol. It's not a psychiatrist. It's you and your ability to take a breath in the moment you need to, to take control of the situation, and you decide the outcome. Take a breath, think, process, and you decide. That's your power, and that's your strength. Gentlemen, that's all I got for you today. Thank you.